Good morning and welcome to AC23. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning are Diane Tate, who co-chairs the Pennington, chairs Pennington Great Performers in Concert Series for the Baton Rouge Symphony, and the one and only magnificent maestro, Timothy Muffet. Welcome, guys. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> so, Diane, tell us a little bit about the concert that's coming up. It's coming up in... Uh, on March the 25th. Absolutely. This is our, actually, the Pennington Great Performer Series, or as we officially term it, is the Irene W. and C.B. Pennington Foundation Great Performers and Concert Series. Has it been around for 20 years? Wow. So Hillary Hahn, which is coming up on March 25th, is our 20-year um, anniversary of the series. So we're very excited about that. And um, uh, it's going to be, we've actually been, she's been on our A-list for quite some time to mm -hmm. have her come perform. And so who, if anyone has not heard of her, I mean, I, I suggest just go on, on YouTube and just type her name in. She's fabulous. She's wonderful. So we're very excited about that. Um, okay. Well, I know you were excited because you, you were posting about the Grammys and how she was doing at the Grammys and all of that. So how did she do? Well, unfortunately, she did not win in her category. Okay. And she was, of course, this would have been her fourth Grammy you know, wow. had she won. Okay. And so um, she was very gracious. She was up against, they're always tight competition, yeah. you know, in any category when it comes to the Grammys, but she did not win. But that doesn't mean anything that, you know, as far as her talent, it's obviously still not. there. <laughs> just so, to be, um, that is truly just to be yes. nominated is an honor. Uh, exactly. Just to be, and she was very excited about it. And that's what she actually said. She was very thrilled just to be in the audience. Okay. So Tim, are you looking forward to coming back to Baton Rouge and, and picking up the baton for this one? Oh, of course, Pam. And, um, it's, you know, I miss all my friends uh, there in the community and, of course, my friends in the orchestra. Um, so it's a real treat for me to uh, have a reason to come back, and especially when that reason is to do a concert with Hilary Hahn. Um, the, you know, she was a child prodigy, and okay. uh, it's, that was now so long ago that I think probably a lot of our audience may have forgotten that, but she was one of these whiz kids that, you know, at 11 years old, was playing with major orchestras and wow. you know jaw-droppingly beautiful performance at at um, not even a teenager yet and so uh, but she has um, not every this doesn't happen with every prodigy but it but it's certainly uh, she has just really matured into a magnificent artist today and one of the greatest violinists on the planet. I mean, there's, there aren't many people like her out there, so this is a great opportunity to hear the best of the best. So what is, what is the evening's program going to, in, in the musical program going to entail? What's on there? Sure. It's, um, well, uh, Hillary's going to play the Tchaikovsky Concerto, which is one of the most famous and best-loved concertos and um, probably familiar to a lot of people, even if they don't know it by name, they would recognize the, the tunes. Um, and then for the first half of the program, we put together, um, you know, we wanted to, want it to be festive, want it to be fun, want it to be upbeat. Um, so we put together a, uh, a program of Latin American music. Oh, and, um, we open and close with two pieces of, um, of dance music from Me Mexico, the, um, Marquez Danzon number no. two, which is one of those YouTube phenomenons with three million views of just <laughs> I'm not even joking the the, the um, this Gustavo Dudamel recording with his Simon Bolivar Orchestra of Venezuela 
has three million views on it, and for great reason. This is just infectious. Wow. Uh, toe tapping, dance music. Um, the a danzone was a used to be was was originally a Cuban dance, but the um, it became very popular in Mexico, and then this composer Arturo Marquez uh, wrote one for orchestra, and okay. it's just one of those slam dunk pieces of music. That sounds interesting. <laughs> and, I can't uh, wait to hear that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think people will recognize that as well. I mean, it's found its way into commercials and things like that because it's so so popular and so um, engaging from the get go. Um, and then we have some we have some music of a Peruvian composer. Um, Gabriela Elena Frank, um, she wrote a piece um, called Coquetios, which is a flirting. And it's just this little three-minute piece, and it sounds exactly like what you would think it would sound like. It's shy, it's bold, it's moving around, it's very dance-like, and full of that kind of, again, that infectious Latin dance rhythm that we all love so much. I mean, there's two kinds of music that really gets your toe tapping. It's the music that comes from South Louisiana, uh -huh. and it's the music that comes from Latin America, That's right? It. If you want to have a good time, <laughs> those are your two choices. Put one on um, the put one on the on the record player and you're good to go, huh? <laughs> that's right, exactly. And then uh, we've got some music of an Argentine composer, and then we're going to finish with another, some more Mexican dance music, the Wapango of Moncayo. So the whole first half will be very uplifting and super fun program. Okay, we're going to get all excited, then we're going to take a deep breath, and we're going to start to wind down for the end of the, so you know. So by the time we get ready to go home, we're all mellowed out. That's right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, Diane, you know, with, with these concerts, it is it is like a huge celebration here in Baton Rouge. So what happens before the concert? Okay, we will have a party as usual at the LASM. Um, every year we've done that. I think there may have been one time that we did not. No, I think we've actually been at LASM every year. Every year, yeah. So this is our 20th year over there. And so... There will, of course, be festivities. Um, we have some special prize, um, surprises planned because of it being our 20-year anniversary. Okay. In fact, when I um, leave here this morning, I'm going to be meeting with some people later this afternoon on those surprises. But, okay. um, yeah, it's just an opportunity to get together and celebrate the 20-year anniversary of this uh, series as well as um, just fellowship and then talk about what's going to be happening at the concert. We have a lot of people coming to Hillary Hahn who have not been to the party. I mean, some of them have actually been to the concert. There are a lot of youth okay, violinists. Good, in good. fact, and Tim, you'll appreciate this. I know I'm um, digressing here, but I had somebody reach out to me, Tim, on Facebook. It was a violinist in South Louisiana asking, how do I try out for this um, orchestra? Because I would like to play with Hillary Hahn. And I'm like, well, yeah. please contact the symphony office on that one. But I mean, we've had, right. he was young. Yeah. We've had a bunch of people reach out, a bunch of musicians wanting to play with her, violinists. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's kind of but yeah. Exciting. So back to the party. Your question, yeah, that is LASM, and that is starts at five thirty. Okay. And uh, I think I have the right time. Alice Cronenberg, yeah, I love it's her. Five thirty to seven thirty, I think, two yeah. hours, and, and then we leave from there and come so over the con to the concert starts at eight. Yes, right? ma'am. And the, the gala the gala pre party is a chance to you know maybe sparkle things up a little bit, Absolutely. get dressed up and have a night at the. Uh, out just that night out without the babies yeah, you know and it. you know it's funny because i know well actually um we've 
when we started going into the arena, we went with black tie optional because of the arena. Yeah. And so we pretty much kept it there, black tie optional, because it's yeah. just easier. It is. You know, for most men, they don't want to get dressed up. And so this is just, you know, and then women can also wear, you can go formal or cocktail. Yeah. So we like that about that as okay. well. So how, this is the 20th year, which is hard to uh, no, wrap right? my head around. Tim, can you believe we've been 20 <laughs> years? Tim no, Muffet. <laughs> when you, when I heard you say that, I, it, it, it was a little there was a little bite to it. Right, I know, <laughs> like, I know. Right, ouch! Uh, I don't feel any older. <laughs> so, how did I mean? How did this magnificent opportunity that this concert series has brought to bed? How did that come about? Well, the way I this is the way I remember this. My husband and I are crazy about this. So, w- Paula had gone in at one point to visit Johnny and Lee Michaels, and right, and so just to say, you know, do you think we could ever get Ixac Pearl into Baton Rouge? And Johnny was like, well, let's find out. So he literally picked up the back of a CD case. For more information on Mr. Perlman, please dial 1-800-IXOC. So you get the agency, and the, yeah. and the first thing they tell you is, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he would never agree to come to Baton Rouge. And so we flew to New York in 20, 2002. We okay. went up there. Went to the agency. Um, Johnny goes, let's just drop in. And so, yeah, let's do that. And so we went in. Of course, this is way before 9-11. Yeah. So you were able to walk into this you know, huge building, you know. And so... The security guard meets us and says, can I help you? And so we're here to see the agent, you know, for um, except for Christine. And so she calls up and she comes down the elevator. She goes, I cannot believe you flew to New York just to talk to me about this, you know, this artist. <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, we just really want to get Ixac Pearl into Baton Rouge. And so she goes, all right. So we went upstairs, sat across her desk, you know, like little, you know, like we're <laughs> with praying hands. <laughs> And um, she called us, I guess, two weeks after that trip to let us know that he'd agreed to come to Baton Rouge. And so it was crazy, Pam, because, you know, Paula likes to make these announcements. Yes, she does. And so for like two weeks, she couldn't say. Johnny and I were the only ones that knew he was coming to Baton Rouge. I mean, other than Tim, perhaps. You yeah. Know? But, um, yeah, that was just that was. So that's really how it started. And, you know, the, the story behind that, I guess the moral to that story would be. Never okay. take no for an answer and just keep That's banging it. on the door until they open it. That's you know? it. You know, all they can do is tell you. Yeah, no. and then, you know, you build your reputation after you have a successful, and then you have somebody like Tim Muffet conducting, you know, which makes it a whole lot easier to explain to the agent that you're having this, you'd like to get Renee Fleming or, you know, a Yo-Yo Ma or somebody like that come, you know, to Baton Rouge, and they're like, oh, Tim Muffet, sure. You know, and so then that door opens, and then mm-hmm. when you build the reputation with a series, well, then it's not so hard to call another agency because – I think that the um, music industry is very small. It's it it's is. very very small, and so they talk to each other, yeah. which um, are, to our benefit helped, you yeah. know, with the reputation. We we do have a good reputation in that circle. So Tim, how was it to conduct with Exoc Perlman and <laughs> and the likes of him and Yo Yo Ma and all that group? Well, it's been um, of course spectacular, you know. Uh, uh, um, and I, I think back to what uh, what Diane was saying as the series was getting going. That um, the interesting thing was how our reputation as an orchestra and as a community, because not only did they have a great musical experience, but let's talk about Southern hospitality for yeah. Months. And and they came down and they were treated so beautifully and so and they were they were embraced so warmly by by our people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the fun thing for me was that after one or two of these things, then we're asking other artists and we said, well, these people played with us. And they said, okay, well, then we'll, then we'll come. And then 
Yo-Yo Ma men mentions us in Time Magazine yeah. in an interview, you know, 60 seconds with Yo-Yo Ma, and he's got 60 seconds that he mentions to the Baton Rouge Symphony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so these things, um, uh, these things really gave us a, a, all the clout we needed, really. There was no one we couldn't get at that point yeah. um, uh, for artistic reasons. Sometimes it was scheduling reasons and things like that. Sure. It's been remarkable. And, and the thing, not only just the experience of performing with them, but knowing, knowing what we have been providing for the community yeah. and knowing that not only are we providing an experience for the people in the concert hall, but just the fact that we're doing it. There may be 2,000 people in the concert hall, but there's 40,000 people that's knows, that know it's happening. Yeah. And, and I think about what it does for the city that, you know, America's Main Street, I-10 goes right through town, and they're driving through I-10, maybe they're going from Los Angeles to wherever, and they see a billboard that says, Hillary Harm's going to be in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Renee Fleming's going to be in Baton Rouge. And, and then, you know, I'm sure that people go, wow, this town, this town has got it going on. Absolutely. They've got great people coming in here. So. I, I think as much as as much as the musical experiences have been exciting, the great benefit to the community has been one of the greatest yeah. things for me. It's kind of elevated the the cachet of the city. It's like you don't just get Ixoc Perlman once. Ixoc Perlman Perlman's been here twice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so when you see can, if they make that trip, which I. <laughs> judging by the traffic on I-10, people make that trip a lot. Right. The same people back and forth, back and forth. They see that consistency that these world-renowned performers are coming to Baton Rouge to perform with the Baton Rouge Symphony. So they must really have their act together. They must be something. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know yeah. we also have to make sure that we remind ourselves too. Without the you know the, the musicians and Tim, you also have the sponsors who make it avail you know make it available. Yeah. You know, and I know that Paula and you've got all these other. I don't want to start naming all the other sponsors. No. With Paula being the title, but I'll probably forget somebody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean this is very important to her to bring this music to Baton Rouge. You know, so, like Tim was talking about. So kind of how how did I mean you're you're good friends with Paula aside from working hand in hand with her below these many years to bring all these concerts to fruition. What was kind of her driving motivation to do this? I think to bring the classical music to Baton Rouge and just, she loves the symphony. Oh my gosh, she loves the symphony. Um, and just to see, and to, to make it available to everyone, mm -hmm. because not anyone can just go to New York and hear Ixac Perlman or Renee Fleming. And yeah. to have them here in Baton Rouge means an awful lot, you know. Yeah. And she feels like it's a gift. It's her gift to the city. Yeah. You know, whenever she makes that announcement in front of everyone, like, I've oh, seen we're going to be, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, my gosh, we're bringing, hitting the Hillary Hahn is the next. I mean, if you could have seen the audience and even the musicians, like, wow. You know, and, of course, we've had the Diana Ross announcements, and then we've had, you know, the Chicago. And just, she's just like trying to bring the whole city together under one roof, and, yeah. and everybody's happy at the same time. Yeah. I think she feels a little bit like Santa on those days when yes, she gets to it's make it. Absolutely, no, you're right, Pam, because it is. It's a total gift. It's a total gift for her. Uh, so, Tim, speak, speaking, kind of maybe for the musicians, how how have they? I mean, to be able to put on your resume that you you played with these these phenomenal artists, how how wonderful is that for them? Yes, it, it really is. Um, it's inspiring. Um, it's uh, also moments for artistic growth. I mean, all of our musicians have heard these artists 
perform have heard them on the radio and heard them on on on, on recordings. But there's a difference when when we're actually producing the music along with them. Yeah. And um, I think for all of us, it is a, um, uh, like I said, inspiring, but there's also a lot of artistic growth that happens even amongst those of us that have been doing this a long time. Yeah. And then there's also, there's this, there's this feeling of, okay, yeah, I'm, I can do this. Yeah. And um, uh, um, so there's a, I, I think there's a certain, it, it just uplifts the whole situation, and it makes it makes our orchestra all the more appealing as an organization to, to be a part of. Yeah, I would think uh, that they all feel like they need to bring their A game. Oh yeah, Boris has mentioned <laughs> you got, that before. You yeah, got, <laughs> you bring your A game to that performance. <laughs> yeah, actually, Pam, I always encourage the A game at all the performances. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> and they do, and they all they do always bring their A game. Yeah. I gotta say, I yeah. have never been to a concert that I was like, eh. no, they have, they are always amazing. Yeah. But I I think internally as an artist, you're like, okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it up a notch, you know. As Emerald would say, "Bam, we gonna kick it up a notch." But you know, it's interesting <laughs> right. because it gives, like Tim's talking about, it gives us the opportunity to showcase our musicians yeah. to these artists. Yeah, you know, and so it's like I know Audrey McDonald. I think it was Tim that turned around. and was like, "Wow," you know. Yeah. Um, well, some yeah, of them have tried to steal Tim. I know, you know? right? <laughs> or oh, have on occasion, and, and right? Have on yeah, occasion. yeah. He, he, he has been known to to join to them. To direct, and, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of well, fun. I'll I'll tell you a funny thing was that um, Audrey McDonald had me go conduct uh, for her in Atlanta with the Atlanta Symphony. Okay. And Diane was there and Paul and Jack and Johnny were all there. Um, and uh, my wife Elise was there also. And uh, But the, the funny thing I want to share with your listeners today is that she spent four or five minutes talking to in front of the Atlanta Symphony and the community of Atlanta, talking about how great the Baton Rouge Symphony and the <laughs> right? of Baton Rouge. Right, she did. Was. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, we love that, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It was a nice, nice endorsement. So. <laughs> nice little plug there. <laughs> so, Diane, tell us how can people get tickets. To experience Miss Hillary Holm. Right. I'm very excited to say that our tickets are through the Baton Rouge Symphony this year. You can just dial P uh, 383-0500, okay. extension 100, okay. or go on to brso.org, yep. the symphony's website, and um, go through and click your tickets there. But it's, I mean, if you if you want to know where the best seat is at that point, obviously you can go online like an airplane. You pick okay. your seat or call Rebecca if you have any questions about the ticket. Okay. That would be the 3830500 number. And seriously consider upping your ticket to include the gala because those are a whole lot of fun. And, and kind of like the performances, they're another level of stuff that oh, happens Pam, we in have Baton some Rouge. really cool stuff planned too for this one it's gonna be fun okay um before hillary hahn she's going to be uh that concert is march the 25th yes ma'am uh but before that the symphony is going to be playing uh mozart's requiem which is a pretty impressive piece huh tim oh the mozart requiem is yeah that's one of our um uh foundational works the uh, it's a piece for chorus and orchestra uh, probably Mozart's most famous piece now because it played such a, a, a central role in the great movie Amadeus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it really is, uh, um, again, probably a work that listeners would know and recognize even if they don't know it by the title. Um, it was 
Mozart Requiem was unprecedented in its day uh, for, for drama and power and depth in the 18th century. I mean, no one had written anything quite like this. And yeah. uh, it's a great, great piece of music. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining me this morning. Uh, go to brso.org and you can get tickets to the Irene and C. The Irene W. and Irene C. B. W. Pennington. and C. B. Pennington <laughs> Foundation. Great performers in concert I know it's series. A mouthful. <laughs> With Hillary Hahn under the baton of Timothy Muffet. And uh, you can also, get the same website, get all the scoop on Mozart's Requiem, which is a pretty good way to kick off March. So we thank you for joining us for AC23, and we hope to see you again next Sunday.